I wasn't going to disparagingly talk about them. I actually wasn't. Yeah. I yeah, wasn't. Okay. okay. I wasn't. I, well, I made sure. I gonna, I'm going to put you in oh, check goodness. before you tried. Put you in check. Whatever. Of course, Don't never will you do that. Don't get my blackness up, man. Don't let me get my blackness <laughs> up. <laughs> well, we got to get you a couple more shades in order for you to be really black. But I was oh, going to say. Is that supposed to mean? I was really oh, good. Oh, man. That was my Donald Trumpism. That was my Donald yeah, Trumpism. Say that. <laughs> that for the 23rd in October. <laughs> uh, but the point that I was making was that uh, the Cubs and the Mets have not been in this position in a very long time. Very long time. It's a great position, man. You should you should experience it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're a Nationals fan, so you're watching. I'm sorry. Ah, really, 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 That's really, okay. really, I, really. I, I was trying to equate this. See, you know what? You just want to slam me, but I was going to actually talk about myself. I was going to say that my teams are in a very similar situation in fantasy football, whereas we haven't been to the championships in multiple uh, seasons since a couple years ago, and, and it won't. looks like it, and, and it looks won't. like I may even go undefeated in two oh, please. or please. three Give me a break. of my leagues. That's not happen, Victor. You know damn well that's not going to happen. You haven't, but and, and two, wait a minute, two of the two of the leagues you've met me, I've I, I put you down, put you in your place. The other two leagues, you have to be undefeated. You haven't met me. And I'm telling you, when it comes, it's going to be a very hurtful thing. Uh, you know, just like your Washington Redskins. Thing. Yeah, just like your Washington Redskins are coming up against the NF, uh, AFC East, another AFC East team, and it looks like they're going to go down and defeat. Halfway there, halfway to go. Listen, don't count the chicks and put hats. Mama Taylor has told you that in the past. So, you know, I'm not worried about my skins versus the Jets, actually. I think that the, I think that the Jets are actually prime uh, for the scalping, uh, no, to no. be quite honest. No, no, no. I told you that. But, I told you that when they were playing Philly, that, that, that looked like the case. It ain't happening again. Todd Bowles is not going to let that happen again, especially at home. It ain't happening not against Listen, your 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 um your uh 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 turnover prone maybe he shouldn't be, be maybe he shouldn't be named Kirk Cousins he maybe he should be named Kirk Turnover cuz that's what he is I, I listen listen i you're not getting any argument from me on that i've always told you that uh is going to turn the ball over and they need to go back to RG3 but that's not what we want to talk about i was trying to let's talk to man blend, let's talk let's i was talk. Tr- I, I was trying to blend the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs or pennant races to the the, um, push for fantasy football playoffs. So let's get into the MLB real quick. Let's talk about that for about 10 minutes. Um, Sure. Here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The state of Texas had a great opportunity, great opportunity. They could have had either Houston and uh, and uh, Texas in the AL, you know, championship game, but both teams 
faltered. And now it's Toronto versus Kansas City. And Kansas City, I believe, won game one. You got it. So uh, I think Kansas City might be going back to the to the World Series the way they looked versus Toronto. I think Toronto spent a lot of energy beating up on Texas because they had to hit a lot of runs in. And uh, it, it, it was it was an energy thing. On the other side, um, you have the Mets going against. Uh, oh my goodness, I forgot the Mets. Oh, Chicago. Now, Chicago Cubs. I'm going to say right. Yes, yeah, Chicago Cubs. I'm going to tell you, Joe Madden is the difference in that organization, along with Theo Epstein. Theo, young man, he's 39, just like me, uh, but he's run two world-class organizations over the past 10, 15 years, something like that. He's ran the Boston uh, Red Sox. He got them two championships after, what, an 80-year drought. Yep. He's now Great. running he's now running the Cubs and they have Brilliant like a hundred and twenty yeah. hundred and twenty years, something like, like that drought. And uh it looks like they are setting up for a very, very interesting pitch uh pitching duel between Chicago and uh the Mets. So you know Jerry, what? take off take off your bias. What? I have to give it to the, you know, you don't come across a, 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 a professional personnel executive that uh, is professional sports executive that stands out as much as this guy stands out. A young guy, he would, they would, they would question in Boston when um, they hired this guy because he was so young. Uh, he turned out to be brilliant in bringing in players and constructing the team to uh, a couple of world championships before he left and then moved his uh, um, talents to uh, the Windy City. And he's spending his same uh, 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 expertise in Chicago. This guy, if uh, depending on what happens in the future of the Chicago Cubs, whether they win the championship this year, go to the World Series, or in a few years uh, have multiple uh, National League championships or even World Series championships, it's going to go down at a, um, and I have, I'm going to call this out right now, a Hall of Fame uh, type of executive uh, in, in Major League Baseball because guys like this don't come along uh, that often um, with, with the kind of, um, I don't know, I don't even, you can't even call it luck because he, he did it twice in Boston who, had, who were in a serious drought winning a championship and then brings it to Chicago and, and, and brings all these young guys from Chicago up, gets uh, the, the pitching to go along with it. And uh, the uh, people from uh, Chicago are going absolutely berserk. And it's all has to do with Bill Epstein, who was the guy that brought Joe Madden from Tampa Bay to Chicago too. So he, he, he I'm, this guy is, um, unbelievable! It's it's beyond belief that somebody could be this talented and be that young with this so, so much talent. Well, and, and that's the thing; he has an eye for talent and budgeting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, people wondered how did 
Boston fit all those good players into their salary cap without having to play uh, the luxury tax uh, over and over again. Um, Theo found a way to get it done. Um, He didn't do the Billy Bean method, which is actually a good method, but Billy likes to sell off, uh, you know, high quality players before they're requesting high quality money. Um, Conversely, when you look at uh, the Mets, the Mets aren't really a free spending organization. They're typically not. And, you know, David Wright has been their third baseman for a very, very long time. He's been ineffective because of injury for a while now. But it seems as though when they brought in one more bat, one more big bat, Mr. Cespedes, his his offensive play boosted the Mets to a higher height because they were now able to put runs on the board to support uh, DeGrom and Harvey and uh, Cologne and the rest of the bullpen. Um, only talk about this because I only talk about this because I think that um, the Mets are hot. Now, the Mets have not beaten Chicago uh, in seven matchups. Playoffs is a different and, story. And, well, I was going to say something like that. With them being so hot as of late, will that be the case in this series? Um, I'm not sure. Because I can tell you right now, the Mets remind me of Toronto. Big yeah. bats, big players, yeah. but yeah. are they fundamentally sound when it comes to these close games? Now, You're not they beat Granky. They beat Granky. Uh, and the Dodgers. You're not even but close, Victor. The the thing not that I close. see is Mr. Harvey, I believe, is going to start this uh, first game. And uh-huh. with his current issues going on, I am not sure if, uh, if that's going to be a distraction or not. And if it's not, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, Arietta versus Harvey seems to be a very good uh, uh, matchup. Go ahead, say what you're going to say. I'm extremely confident. I'm extremely confident that the Mets are going to the World Series for the simple fact is this. In the Dodgers series, the Mets defeated two of the best pitchers in baseball, not in National League, two of the best pitchers in baseball. They beat beat them uh, twice. They beat Kershaw and they beat Granke. And Granke had a, uh, I think he faced the Mets two two games this year and and, and um, beat them both times. And I think his lifetime record against the Mets, if I'm not mistaken, is 11 and two or something like that. So, um, but that's not in the playoffs. Extremely confident pitching, just like in uh, the NFL, defense wins championship. Pitching wins championships in Major League Baseball. And I have the utmost confidence in our pitching staff compared to Chicago's. Matt Harvey, Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Stephen Matz, um, and uh, Bartolo Colon. What's that? Did I name five or six pitchers? Five pitchers. Five. And they're, 
and and the the, the two of the three guys I named, Syndergaard and and uh, um, uh, Cologne, in my opinion, have rubber arms. I Meaning you could use you could spot use them in in different situations in in short or long relief, as well as putting them in a game to start. So, and I I I. I you know, we won that with Cespedes not having a real great series, especially when uh, – uh, and Duda not having a good series. Duda was like one in, out of 13 or something like that, two out of 13. Horrible series. Um, and I, if if the bats come alive, they're going to score more runs. And I heard it, uh, an analogy from a, uh, an announcer in New York on a New York uh, radio sports station, which uh, when I thought about it, is a he, he he was dead on. In a regular season, if you go up five nothing in a game in a regular season, um, it's hard for you to come back from in a regular season. Well, a five nothing regular season score early in the game is like a two nothing the playoffs because more intense and the pitching is is supposedly a lot better um, and. And 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 a player, I think a player from the Mets said that uh, the playoffs in the playoffs, ninety feet, meaning space between one base to the other, is uh, uh, um, is even more important than in the regular season. So I'd have to believe that they got a lot of young guns. Uh, I'm talking about regular players in Chicago that um, have stepped up and played really well. Um, and they have uh, ample pitching, but I think where we excel quite naturally is, is is in the pitching department. And as you saw in the last game uh, uh, in the Dodgers series, with a lot of experienced hitters in that Dodgers lineup, um, I think our pitching is going to win out. I'm very confident our pitching is going to win out. Now, I'm not too confident in Matt Harvey because he's been shaky of late, uh, allowing a lot of hits and runs. Uh, fortunately, we've been able to um, make up for it and put more put more runs on the board than the other team. But uh, um, hopefully he comes through the first game of the NLCS. Well, um, all I can tell you is that I don't believe that the Mets are going to uh, go to the World Series. I believe Chicago yeah. is – um, I think Chicago. You, you, you would say that. I, no, no. I'm trying to. Exp- I mean, I let you talk. I didn't interrupt you. I'm trying to tell you why I think Chicago is the better team. I think Chicago has uh, proven throughout the year, not at the tail end of the year, that you know they can be a very uh, formidable team. Now, does Chicago have three or four pitchers like the Mets? that can, you know, just power their way through? Eh, yes and no. Um, but at the same time, the Mets don't play as good of a defense as uh, Chicago does. Um, Chicago fields pretty daggone well, and that's a, a big key, especially when you have pitchers who are going to throw some heat who are going to throw some balls that are going to possibly hit the dirt and, uh, you know, 
be possible double play balls. Um, you got to have good defense behind you, and I think Chicago has the better defense of the two. Um, in the other matchup where we have uh, Kansas City versus Toronto, I think, you know, uh, not Cueto, but uh, Valquez, you know, he hasn't been that hot all season. Um, but he outdo David Price to open up that series. David Price still hasn't won a uh, playoff game, even though he's an outstanding pitcher during the regular season. Um, right. So when you look at this baseball, MLB, uh, ALCS, and NLCS, um, it's very interesting. Uh, you have teams that aren't the normal teams, although Kansas City is becoming the normal team now, and it should be pretty interesting. And uh, I look forward to talking about it in the coming weeks if Kansas City uh, happens to win. Let's go back in the World Series. Jeez, more Christmas. And when uh, Chicago beats the Mets, Mets. I'll rub it in Jerry's face. Yeah, I can tell that (laughs) that you're a a bitter Nationals fan because you just can't wait – for the uh, uh, the Cubs to uh, somehow uh, beat the Mets, so you can you know, just like you said, rub it in my face. And and, well, and you know what, Victor? You know what, Victor? I'm not even going to go there when the Mets uh, <laughs> make an appearance in the World Series. I'm I'm just going to just move on because um, we'll be in the World Series and it will be enough said. I should have to. I won't have to say anything because once the Mets get into the World Series, I don't need to say anything. Because uh, the proverbial, like I said, everybody, every so-called expert was picking the Nationals to, to dominate the NL East. Here we go. And what happened? Like I said, end of the season, teammates fighting, pitcher fighting, Bryce Harper because he's lazy and doesn't want to run down to, uh, uh, to the first base or, or, or exert himself because he's such a superstar. And one of his pitchers choked his ass because um, his attitude. And at the end of the season, and at the end of the season, because the manager had lost the uh, um, uh, locker room and verse, uh, proverbially lost the team, they canned Matt Williams. So... Now you're floundering, looking for a manager that's going to be able to put up with your prima donna outfielder. Well, you know Terry Collins is is a good manager, but you know, and hey, we put him in, and we got, put him in his place about Matt Harvey. We put him in his place. He's backed oh up big God. time. He's backed up big time. So you can't even go there because he's I, I backed up big anything. time. You, I didn't you, say. I, heard, I didn't I heard, say. I heard, I, heard, I heard you mention Matt Harvey. So I knew you were going to try to ride that train. No, all I was saying, all I was going to say is the Dark Knight has his Mm -hmm. own little secrets and his own little issues, and Terry Collins is probably the right man for it, whereas he's been – oh, my gosh. You know what? You got me riled up. You you got me riled up, and I'm not going to let up on you. Hey, I can't help it if you need some Viagra to keep up. But all I'm going to say is, <laughs> you remind me 
As long as I keep up, I don't give a shit. I was about to cut off. Look at you. You about to get in trouble. You're about to get in trouble. So, as I was saying, you you have a problem, old man. Um, And I have no problems that I can't handle. Oh, my gosh. Right now, you remind me of a show that's going to come back on the 23rd. So let's take a break. When we come back, talk about some NFL action. If you want to add a little spice to your talk radio, try No Chaser with Mac Williams Mm. and Jerry Taylor every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, featured at blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. Arguably, No Chaser is the most, shall we say, controversial show in the lineup. Let me give you a couple of direct quotes. If LeBron took a sh** in the middle of the street in broad daylight, his Boy Scouts would say it's the greatest one ever. Here's another. Y'all dumb donkeys keep believing what Obama says. Just watch. This country is going to get worse, and I'm just going to sit back and say, I told you so. I can only assume this is why the show is called No Chaser. You can also visit fantasysportsandpolitics.webs.com for archives, advertising, and other information. It's No Chaser with Mac Williams and Jerry Taylor. Information, motivation, variety. Hi, I'm Russell Gilchrist. When I need fantasy sports advice, I listen to Fantasy Sports and Politics on Blog Talk Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP, and I'm supposed to be listening to Super Bad, but apparently I'm not going to hear Super Bad because it's another creation Jerry put on the board that doesn't work. But with that being said, let me move on to the NFL. I what did you do to it? What do you mean what I do to it? I hit play. That's what I did to it. It didn't work. Just like the old time over there, that's a Mets fan. All right, so here's what I got, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Uh, here's the deal. It's NFL time. We are about to go into week six. Well, week six started with uh, the first loss. Play to win the game. That's, su- that's not super bad. Uh, no, but but we're playing to win the game. I'm, I'm trying to help you out here, man. Oh my goodness, I, I wanted super bad because I wanted to play some music under what I was going to say, but it's okay. Um, here's the deal: we've got a couple games going on, and uh, New Orleans ended the undefeated streak of the Atlanta Falcons, which should have been ended last week. But I digress. Um, Drew Brees looked like Drew Brees. Uh, Mark Ingram finally showed up in a game uh, for fantasy owners, getting two touchdowns. Not many yards, but he's got in the end zone twice. Uh, it, it, I see him play lemonade. Okay, Joe Sneed uh, also uh, looks like he's going to be the number one target. Marquise Colston was inactive. For that game, Roddy White got in the end zone. Willie Sneed, pretty... man. Willie Sneed. Not Joe Whatever. Sneed. Willie Sneed. Whatever. You know, whatever. Call the person Joe. by his name, man. You are so terrible. I can't believe 
you are in the uh, armed services, deal with people's hey, names hey, and hey. all the time. And hey, you I got are his so last name right. People's name. I got his last name. I got his last name right, so that's all that matters. But, 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 but no, 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 it doesn't. Willie Sneed, man, get the get it right. Hey, get the hey, name Jerome right. Taylor. Jerome Taylor, be quiet. I'm not even. I'm not even a Jerome man. Don't even. Oh boy. Oh boy. You got you, about to get. You about to get the full JT here, man. Oh boy. Whatever. Whatever. I'm Morris Day. You're Jerome. Get my mirror. But no. Okay, so let's get to these games, Jerome. Um, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> let's head on, my let's man. Head. Okay, that's all right. I have to, so that's Orchard okay. Park, Orchard Park. I okay. think that's where they where they still play. I'm talking about the Buffalo okay. Bills. Okay, and they're taking okay. on the what? What, Jerome? In the house? In the house? house, I'm, house. I'm, 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 I'm trying to think of the guy uh, um, Chris Rock played in, in New, New oh, Jack really? City, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> that is, hold on. I call you Jerome from Morris Day in the time. You call me Pookie? Okay. Yeah. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. I got you, Papa Smurf. I got you. Yeah, you midget, you. Okay. So, anyway, Cincinnati goes to Buffalo. Now, Tyrod Taylor might not play this game. Uh, You said to be a game-time decision. Mm -hmm. Sammy Watkins is saying, throw me the damn ball. Uh, A lot of receivers doing that nowadays, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, Well, contract years do that to you. Kind of, when you're trying to get paid, um, I'm just saying. So, I hear you. With Tyrod possibly not playing, EJ Manuel might step up in the building and become the uh, starting quarterback. The return of Shady McCoy helps Buffalo, uh, but they're going against a red hot Cincinnati team that has yep. Gronk number two. Tyler Eifert, who's actually starting to look like Gronk when he catches the ball and he makes people yep. miss and he pushes people yep. away. So, you know, uh, it might be. He's helping Andy Dalton look more palatable as a uh, fantasy quarterback as well as NFL quarterback. Rex Ryan has one victory. Now, I talked earlier about Tyrod Taylor. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Let's see. There you go. There you go. Pressing buttons. Pressing buttons. Mm-mm-mm. Jerome well, in the I'm half. To, in the half, 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 half. I know you're trying to see why it's not working. Got it. But no, 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 no. no. I'm trying to see. Wow. Go ahead. I'm. I'm sorry. Keep on going. Okay. I'm, to, I'm looking. So at, anyway. I'm looking at my. I'm looking at my rankings, and I didn't even have Tyler Eifert listed in my top twenty-five. Well, you've you've been wrong in a lot of those rankings. DeMarco Murray, number one, coming to mind as the first one that you just blew. But um, the point being that Eifert, as well as the rest of the NFL, have uh, changed the way people view Cincinnati. Does Buffalo come out in this game and get a victory? The reason why I ask is because I think Rex wants some ballers, and he's called out his players. He's called out everybody. They got a victory last week. 
Um, but can they, you know, hold the fort down versus a Ray Hot Cincinnati who last week um, looked dominant? And I yeah. was surprised at how dominant they looked. Very surprised. Is it the switch from Geo to Jeremy Hill that's causing no. this? No. Or, or what? Talk to me. Uh, I'm talking to you, and, and it happens to be the Red Rifle. A lot more confidence. Hugh Jackson puts him in spots where he can he can exceed. Um, uh, and XL, I know XL yeah, not exceed. XL exceeds exceed exceed people's expectations. How's that? Okay. Um, and quite quite naturally, uh, um, and he's been balling out. Andy Dalton's been one of the top quarterbacks, believe it or not. Uh, in fantasy and in the NFL, uh, in, re- in reality, I should say, um, the he, I don't think Hugh Jackson is getting enough credit for what he's done with Andy Dalton in the last couple of seasons. Um, uh, Jay Gruden brought Andy Dalton to a c- certain uh, point, and Hugh Jackson has pushed him past that point now. Um, I've always liked Hugh Jackson. He, he had the tendency to take a lot of chances, but I think as a lot of coaches uh, that are <clears throat> been in different um, organizations and get a feel for uh, what they should be doing and how they do it. Um, Hugh Jackson, I think, has found his niche with um, Marvin Lewis. And uh, as long as Andy Dalton um, is uh, doing just enough, I should, and, that, and, that, and that, that's probably the, the wrong way to say it. But he's doing just enough to win these games, uh, even though he's been he's been balling out. I, I, I have to. I was extremely surprised. I was down on Dalton. I didn't think he had it in him. Uh, but uh, all his players, and this is key, all of, all of his playmakers are healthy. Eifert wasn't healthy last year. Marvin Jones was out. Uh, Sanu was in and out of the lineup because of health issues, and so was uh, um, A.J. Green. Uh, only healthy guys that they really had last year were Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill, uh, but now they have a full complement of skill players on the outside edges, uh, in the middle of the field, and in the backfield, and the um, Bengals are balling out, and quite naturally they've um, gotten healthier on the defensive side. Geno Atkins and company, and uh, doing very well. And I think this has got this won't be a contest at all, in my opinion. Um, I don't think this is going to be even close. I think uh, with the issues that even with Tyrod Taylor in there, um, the Buffalo Bills having problems scoring. Uh, now they're going up against a real good defense, uh, not the type of defense they were playing last week in, in Tennessee who's not in the same caliber of defense as the Bengals, I don't think uh, it's going to happen for the um, Buffalo Bills, and I like the Bengals in this. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Um, I'm not going to say that Hugh brought Andy Dalton a lot further than, than Jay Gruden. I will say running the ball has helped Andy Dalton a lot, but fantasy value, A.J. Green still – Besides one week, A.J. Green has not been one of those, hey, I must have receivers. Um, It's been Tyler Eifert. Now, I'll tell you that the red rifle is 
He's a decent quarterback. Given the system, you have to run the ball. Uh, football is football. It's not, hey, let me throw 40 times a game and run 10 times a game and be uh, a threat and, and, and make sure that teams don't think we're I'm one-dimensional. I honestly think since Rex Ryan's secondary is not where it wants to be or where he wants it to be, this will be a game that will tell me if Andy Dalton uh, can just pick apart a secondary. Now, the run defense is somewhat stout. So I don't expect much from Gio or Jeremy Hill. I really don't. Um, will it happen? We'll see. But at the same time, uh, I believe Cincinnati's been running a, a good wave of, of wins. I think it's going to come to an end in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know why. I, I no way to no have this feeling. I no way, no I got a feeling ooh, ooh, that Buffalo is going to beat Cincinnati. Okay, eight, that's enough for that. Eight, eight, eighth against the run, 26th against the pass. Uh, uh, I know. 26th. They are absolutely horrible against the pass. And with the weapons that Cincinnati has, um, it's uh, shuffle off to Buffalo, shuffle out of Buffalo when the Bengals uh, win um, – uh, and, and move on to the next game. Well, that's what I was saying, that they're stout against the run, and that's been the, the formula for Cincinnati. Run the rock, set up the play-action pass for Andy Dalton and Tyler Eifert. But if they can't run the rock, it's going to be a game to see if Andy Dalton can defeat them that way. Uh, but let's move on. Denver goes to Cleveland. Denver goes to Cleveland. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I know Denver has been a really big disappointment this year, but this this, game? Not this week. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. Not this week. I think C.J. Anderson goes over 100. I think Emmanuel uh, Sanders and Demarius Thomas both eclipse 100. I think Peyton Manning is this week's high-passing performer, and that's saying a lot against a Cleveland defense. That's pretty good. But I say this because Cleveland's offense can't score. Um, Besides big plays to Benjamin, who I believe Talib uh, is going to be covering, it's not much there. And with McCown in there, it's going to be crazy. Von Miller and Shane Ray are the defensive ends because DeMarcus Ware has been ruled out. You know, you got T.J. Ward hawking the ball back there. He's hitting everything that's moving. Um, I think Denver's defense is a good play here. I, I really, I really don't like Duke Johnson. I don't like Isaiah Crowell. I don't like Johnny Manziel if he gets in. This is just a overall bad game for Cleveland. And uh, fantasy wise, if I'm going to DraftKings or FanDuel which I have, I'm loading up on Denver players, offensive players, and maybe even their defense. Um, so needless to say, I have Denver winning this game, JT. Well, you know, uh, they're going to Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? This is being played yes. in Cleveland? 
going to okay. be played in Cleveland. Yeah, it's going to be playing in Cleveland. Cleveland. And uh, uh, don't think that the Cleveland Browns uh, don't read the press clippings that they have no shot. So they're going to uh, be jacked up for this game, going, especially going against Peyton Manning and the vaunted defense. Um, I'm not saying they're going to pull off an upset. I'm just saying that um, it's not going to be a, a, a total blowout. They, I think the Denver, Denver um, um, beats the line. I think the line is five or whatever. So I think they beat the line. Um, but uh, they, like last week, Cleveland showed that they can score. I have to beg the difference. They they showed that they they can score. Um, four hundred and fifty over four hundred and fifty yards. McGowan threw last last week. He's probably gonna have to throw again. I know it's against against the South. Wait a minute. Just listen to me. Just don't interrupt me. I didn't interrupt you. Yes, you did, Jerome. Yes, you did. Well, Go ahead. Okay, Pookie. Okay, Pookie. <laughs> 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 I got you. Okay. I got you. Uh, okay. But what I'm saying is this. He's going to have to throw the ball. Now, I, I understand it, at times he may throw it to the other team, but he's still going to be throwing the ball. And one of the things to offset a big pass rush is dump-offs to the running back, which would be Duke Johnson. So I think Duke Johnson plays a big role in this, in fantasy, I should say, especially in PPR. Um, and you'll get – a lot more, not just from this game, but from all the games that are being played, except for Dallas, Oakland, St. Louis, and Tampa Bay, who are on buys at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is the master plan. I break down every game, every matchup, and all the players that I think will be relevant in those matchups, along with some sleepers. And I got one. I got one. I Oh, my God. I really love this kid, um, and I think he's going to surprise some people. I'm talking about him tomorrow. Um, uh, one of many, I should say. Uh, uh, one of a few. I should say many. One of a few that I really like that is not on the fantasy radar um, and may be on there in the coming weeks. So, uh, but I, I like Denver in this game. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't talk about some injuries, but. I'll get to them as these games come up. I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. Chicago versus Detroit now. And mm-hmm. this is a game where you have plenty of offense, uh, no defense, even though Chicago's ranked number four overall defensively. But this game also showcases a lot of injuries and in the way a lot of folks have probably um, lost their fantasy season when they got all Sean Jeffries, Martellus Bennett, uh, even some that got Matt Forte. And, you know, it, it's, like, really, really disappointing. On the other side, those that got Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, uh, Amir Abdullah, who has been benched, but he's supposed to start this game, you know. Uh, Joyke Bell is, is suffering, so that means Theo Riddick might see a lot more action. You never know. Um, the point being that this is the injury bowl. And uh, Chicago going to Detroit. Detroit's desperate for a win, but so is Chicago. You know, Jay Cutler came out last week, uh, a week earlier than expected, and he found Mr. Wilson, Mr. Wilson, who stepped up in uh, in the absence of Eddie Royal, as well as uh, Alshon Jeffries. 
and shown that, okay, listen, I could be a, a valuable target. But now he's going to take a, a, a step back again. I think all Sean is supposed to play. I know Stevie Johnson, uh, excuse me, Eddie Royal is doubtful to play. Martellus Bennett has done what he can do. Uh, will it be enough to, you know, help out Matt Forte? I don't know. But on the other side, Detroit, you bench Matt Stafford for Dan Orlovsky. Now, Orlovsky did get him to the end zone, but it was in garbage time. And Amir Abdullah keeps fumbling the ball. So that's quickly going to get him in the doghouse. I don't care how much talent he has. If he can't hold on to the ball, it's no point in putting him on the field. And Joyke Bell is is up and down because of injury. Golden Tate's frustrated. Ebron. Ebron has been ruled out of the game. What chance, Jerry, what chance does Detroit have at winning this game? Desperation mode. Detroit wins. They're playing at home. I like Detroit in this game. I know I know they're 0-5. I know that Matthew Stafford got benched. I know Eric Ebron is out. I know George Bell had some full practices, and he may return. Um, uh, Theoretic is dealing with, a, um, um, I think it's a hamstring, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's questionable, questionable to play. Uh, and uh, they probably use um, Amir Adula in the uh, passing game in place of uh, Theo Riddick if he can't play. Um, he's still the most dynamic runner uh, on the team. Uh, true, he can't hold on to the ball, but uh, I think this kid's going to work it out and uh, be e- effective in this game against Chicago, especially playing at home. Um, these guys were thoroughly humiliated. They probably got they hit rock bottom, I think, last week, uh, including the quarterback. And I expect these guys to play a lot better than they did uh, in the previous five games, especially the last game. And I think they get their first win against a, a Chicago team that riding a two-game winning streak. And uh, Jay Cutler is due for a bad game, especially on road on the road again in um, Detroit. I, I like Detroit in this game. Okay. Um, well, uh, I again, I think Chicago is getting their pieces back, and I think they'll win. Uh, even though I believe this might be an offensive explosion, you might see Megatron in the end zone twice. He's he's starving like Marvin for a touchdown. Let's move on to a game that I'm calling for an upset. Yes, you heard it. I believe Jacksonville who actually has Blake Bortles <laughs> looking for – what's so funny? Uh, it, listen, I know you – I know any team that I like, I like any team I'm a fan of, you're going you're gonna to call against. But that's okay. No, because, no, I'm not. Listen, this is unbiased analysis here. Jacksonville looks very – but it is. Jacksonville looked very, very good last week, even though they had to throw a lot. Um, and Blake Bortles looks like a guy that's a rising star, okay? Houston has problems at the quarterback position. Now they're going back to Bobby Hoyer. Um, no. No. Brian going Hoyer. Back to, okay, whatever. Brian Hoyer. Come on, man. Get it and, right. Jeez. 
Brian Hoyer, Bobby Hoyer, Bobby Fisher. What are you, what are you smoking, uh, Jerome, Hey, you know it's it's two thirty in the morning. I mean two forty five in the morning here. No, don't, don't play use games that excuse, with me. Pookie. What, hey, who are you <laughs> smoking, Pookie? You know what? Hey Jerome, go get my mirror. So anyway, Jacksonville hosts Houston. Now, uh I don't know how humid's gonna be in that game, but T J Yeldon doesn't look like he's gonna play. That's gonna hurt Jacksonville. But Alan Hearns and Robinson have become a very good dynamic duo, like Keenan uh, McCardle and Jimmy Smith of Jacksonville lore. I'm not saying that Blake Bortles is Mark Brunel or Byron Lefwich, but he's pretty good. Uh, Julius Thomas returned last week, didn't have much of an impact, but did need to. Um, but this week, Against Houston, I think he's going to have a way bigger impact, only because um, Houston's going to try to run the run the ball, and that's not going to be good. I do not think Houston's going to do well running the ball against Jacksonville. With that being said, Kim uh, Hopkins and Strong, and the guy that I think is going to have a very good game, only because he's going against a team that let him go. I'm talking about Cecil Shorts. Cecil Shorts is, he's questionable to play, but I'm quite sure he's going to play against his his former team. He wants to prove a point that, okay, well, I know I was injured, but I can still play the game. So with that being said, um, I'm going to pick Jacksonville to upset the Houston Texans based upon my analysis, not because I don't like Jerry's teams. That might have something to do with it down the road, but not right now. Okay. I just saw something come across my phone um, that says that J.J. Watt is questionable due to an illness, which has just made me sick to my stomach. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, regardless uh, picking uh, the Houston Texans. Uh, Jacksonville is uh, 24th uh, uh, preventing fantasy points against the running back position. 16th preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. So I got to believe I gave you the wrong statistic there, people. Jacksonville is 28th against preventing fantasy points against the uh, running back position. They're they're fifth in preventing fantasy points against the uh, wide receiver position. Um, So I do believe that the Texans, who who, who are want to be one of the most running teams in the league, um, are going to run the football and be able to run the football because that's one of Jacksonville's weakness. Um, Jacksonville always plays well on the road. This is a division rival. Um, I'm not feeling real well about this game. I think it's going to be a, cl- a close game, but I think Houston pulls it out. Jacksonville's at home, so I don't know what they're That's playing what on the road for. No, you said they, they always play tough oh, on the road. Uh, I'm sorry. They always play tough at home. I'm sorry. They play What's tougher your... at home than they, than, they, than they usually play on the, on the road. And, and uh, uh, 
but like I said, um, I'm not feeling really good about this game, um, but I think uh, Houston has enough to pull this game out, uh, and uh, I like uh, Houston to win the game. Okay. I mean, I told you guys at the top of the show that injuries seems to be the theme for this year, and if J.J.'s out, that's going to hurt that defense even further, and that will solidify uh, my support. Clowney's already out. Well, he look, that's a waste of money. Um, but that supports my theory that the Jags are going to win. Um, moving on to a game where a top five player is out for the season, and he tore his ACL. It's about Jamal Charles. Chadwick, or not Chadwick. I can't get – it's something like Chadwick. Uh, Whatever. I, I know. You know, you are – why don't you study these names or do something or hey, off-air uh, off pronounce these names so you have an idea uh, of what you're supposed to say when you talk? Because hey, you're hey. hammering people's names. You're hammering hey, people's names. Hey, and it, Davis. It, His it, last name is it, Davis. It, it, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, what it's is it? It's Charcandrick West. Charcandrick okay, whatever. West. And, and hey. Niall Davis, the two different guys. Hey, listen, no, I'm combining the two. That's going to be their run game. Yeah. No, so let, let, God, let, let me. That's a sorry let excuse. Go ahead. <laughs> well, if you want to be honest, if you want to be honest, I don't What's think uh, I don't think West or Davis is going to be the big impact running back. I think they're going to finally let DeAnthony Thomas uh, have his crack at running the nope. ball several times. Nope. Um, Charkandrick, Charkandrick, and then West. I mean, uh, Charkandrick, excuse me, West. Okay, and then get Davis. it right. Get it right. Get it right. I, no, no, I, no, I understand that. West and then now Davis. I understand that. But I think Davis, uh, Demarius, not Demarius, I think. Uh, yes, come on, bring it out. I just had his name. I just had his name. You know I'm tired. You know I'm tired, dude. So don't, don't even go there. Do not go there. <laughs> De'Anthony Thomas, you know, De'Anthony Thomas uh, (laughs) can be used in the third down situations like they did uh, Devin, uh, uh, Sir McCluster. I I told you, uh, I told you, I told you, you, Pookie, stay away from that pipe. Really? Hey, you know what? I got you, dude. But anyway, I think he'll be... Utilize more in the run game here because Minnesota's pretty good. Minnesota's pretty good against uh, the run, and I think you have to hit the edges on Minnesota in order to uh, be productive. Mr. West is a north-south runner. I did directions there, and so is uh, so is Nile. Now, how uh, Mr. West got ahead of Nile Davis? I don't know, but I do believe that uh, both men are capable of giving the power game to Kansas City, and DeAnthony is going to have to be that that gadget guy for screens and stuff like that. Um, but they're going against an AP-led heavy run offense, so heavy that uh, you know Charles Johnson. An afterthought after being one of the guys that was expected to break out this year, so heavy that 
you don't even think of Teddy Bridgewater as a viable backup during a a bye week because they don't throw the ball enough. They don't throw the ball enough. Okay, I'm not going to talk about it today. I'll talk about it tomorrow. Go ahead. And and Kyle Rudolph is like their leading receiver, which I expected because of North Turner. Now, in this matchup, Kansas City is going to be bringing Tom Bali and Chris Houston a lot. Um, I don't know how much they're going to get to uh, uh, Bridgewater, but it's going to be tough. Uh, can they stop the run? Now, they're in Minnesota. They're on the turf. That also leads me to believe the Anthony Thomas is going to have more of a shot at getting the ball and uh, stuff like that because of the fast turf. Um, but, hey, you – What's up with your rankings? That's all I want to say. All right, enough said. Now, uh, I I think Kansas City with Mr. Uh, Kelsey is going to uh, do pretty proud proud of you. well. I'm Shut proud up. of you. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> Shut it up. Shut it up. So anyway. <laughs> I believe AP is going to struggle to, in this game, so I'm going to pick Kansas City. Go ahead. You're such a loser, too. <laughs> oh, man, we're we're having a good time here. I'm having a great time. Uh, we're not getting through these games pretty quick, but we're having a great time. Anyway, yeah, I, know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like uh, Minnesota in this game. I think Minnesota is going to win this game. Um, Kansas City is going to try to do the same old thing. Uh, with uh, uh, Charkandrick uh, West, and uh, with a little sprinkle of Nile Davis, the Anthony Thomas. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, uh, t- to tell you the truth, um, I'm I'm sure about the two guys I I, I, I did mention, Charkandrick. See that I can rattle right off my tongue, Charkandrick uh, West yeah, and yeah, Nile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I uh, <laughs> I. Uh, think that the uh, Minnesota Vikings, this is, you know what, if you have, uh, well, you probably don't have any, any one of these quarterbacks from Dallas on your roster, or Derek Carr, who's on a bye, or Nick Foles, you may not have him, or even um, Jameis Winston. Uh, if you're looking for a quarterback uh, for a for this week, for this week, and he happens to be sitting on the waiver wire, you have the worst passing defense in the National Football League and in fantasy that you're going up against. And I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think he's going to have a very good day. They are the worst passing defense in the NFL and in fantasy. 32nd against the quarterback, 32nd against the wide receiver. Um, I'm liking Minnesota in this game. Uh, and I'm not going to say it's not going to be close, but I, I like Minnesota in the game, plain and simple. That's, that's good to know, but I'll tell you right now, AP left, AP right, AP up the middle. and uh, well, you, well, you're going to use AP, okay? Because, but, yeah. But he, Kansas City is going to be play action. Kansas City is the middle middle of the road defense in preventing fantasy points against a running back. So 
they're a heck of a lot better against the run than they are against the pass. So what's that tell you? They're going to use AP because he's AP, but when they want splash plays, when they want to get big plays, when they want to uh, try to score quickly, they're going to be putting the ball in the air. Putting well, the ball you can't in the do air. you can't do that when Mike Wallace is questionable, when Charles Johnson is questionable. Um, Kyle wow. Rudolph is your only healthy player at, in the receiving core. Um, well, I can tell you, it, it's going to be difficult. Tell you, if you if if you don't know, tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow. Okay. Okay. All tune, right. Tune, I want guy. you. I, I sent you an invite. Tune in tomorrow. Well, Jump on tomorrow, you know, and, I'll, and and let the master show you the way. That's all I can tell well, you. Well, seeing as though I do have to work the following day, uh, mm-hmm. I'll try. I'll try. You know. Since Pookie got to go smoke crack and all that, you know. Well, you whatever. said it, Pookie. I didn't. <laughs> you know what? I got you. I got you, Papa Smurf. Okay. <laughs> to a game that has more interest in than just fanfare, Jerry's team versus my team. Um, there's a there's a chance yet go. again. I told you, you that still, I you win. Still, poke, still, what? still, still, still smoking that crack. Still thinking I, I'm 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 looking at the green and loving that. I, if it's got to do with money, Dang. yeah. But if it's got to do with the Jets, no. Go ahead. Okay. Well, here's the deal. The Washington Redskins head to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Football Jets. Now, the Jets, I believe, are coming off a bye week, uh, and this could have been a game that Leonard Williams would star in. I'm not sure if he's uh, fully recovered from his injury or not, but uh, I'm quite sure he would love to play against the team that he thought he was going to go to, and I thought he was going to go to, um, but he didn't. He's playing with the Jets. Uh, Fitz is... uh, Fitz likes to have a little success versus the Redskins, but Brandon Marshall loves to play the Redskins. With D'Angelo Hall gone... Um, you know, uh, Breland is their best cornerback. Now, the Redskins have been playing very good defense, extremely good defense. That's the only way they're in a lot of these games. Um, But their offense has been lackluster. I'm going to say that's because of the constant change in personnel. Um, Jameis Crowder, Jameson Crowder, you know, he came out of nowhere took the job from Ryan Grant, who also took the job from uh, Andre Roberts, who got paid a lot of money. Uh, Deshaun Jackson may have played this week, but he uh, hurt his hamstring or he felt a little tingling in his hamstring during practice, so I think they're going to hold him out. Um, They can't make their mind up on who's going to run the ball. Now, Matt Jones, Chris Thomas, Alfred Morris. None of which, and and it hurts me to say this, but none of which are fantasy relevant because you just don't know which one is going to get the bulk of the carries and be that impactful. Um, You know, Matt Jones likes to drop the ball too, so that's hurt him a little bit. Jordan Reed isn't, um, isn't back, so that hurts. But then you look at the Jets. 
Chris Ivory, you know he's going to get the ball, and you know he's going to hurt you when he runs. Uh, the problem is, will the Jets come out and do play action more often in this game, knowing that the Redskins secondary is their weakest point? Um, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall go over 100 and both of them get a score. Um, but at the same time, I don't think Washington's defense is going to give it up that easy like Jerry gives it up while he's in jail. But, you know, we'll see what happens. His Jets plan to uh, go down to Chinatown, just like when Philly came into MetLife and put it on the New York Jets. JT. Philly has a lot better team, especially on skill players, than than these uh, Washington Redskins. And this game, New York Jets are number two in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback and running back. Number four against the tight end in, in preventing fantasy points, and number 10 in that same in same uh, preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. The Washington Redskins are number four preventing fantasy points against the quarterback and running back. Number 17 against the tight end and 21st against the wide receiver. For once, people, for once, if you listen to Mr. FSP and what he, his analysis of what the, uh, the strengths and weaknesses are of the uh, uh, his Washington Redskins, not on. Now, quite naturally, the, the Jets, um, just like the Washington Redskins, are a running team first and passing after after the fact. The Jets, according to statistics, has a better chance of, of um, being successful against the pass versus the Washington Redskins. I, they got a better defense. Uh, I think they have better skill players, including in running running um, back position, uh, and they're playing at home um, after a bye, two weeks to prepare for a team uh, who against a quarterback who likes to turn the ball over in crucial situations. I think this is a no-brainer that the Jets win this. Well. With that being said, we know the Jets suck, and so does Jared. So let's move on. Arizona goes to Pittsburgh. Bruce Aarons goes Not back to the team. As much as Pookie, when he wants that crack, he's, he's looking for something <laughs> next thing to, to get that next really, hit of crack. Yeah. Really? Really? All right, Jerome. So Bruce Aarons takes his red-hot Cardinals, and I red say red-hot. I say red-hot red hot because they are. Red-hot. Uh, and and – uh, they're going to, to a uh, Heinz Field where, you know, Pittsburgh comes off of a West Coast run where they, in dramatic fashion, beat the San Diego Chargers. Now, here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I know a lot of people went and got um, Andre Ellington in the draft. He's not getting that job back. CJ 2K and, and – uh, the other Johnson guy, I believe it's Daryl. Um, I can't get his name right. But uh, the other running back, the young rookie, they're, they're the backs for Arizona. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, man. Get it right. 
Is Duke? I thought Duke was in uh in um Cleveland. Whatever. Um, David Johnson. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, get it right. Get it right. You know what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> stop. Stop. Hey, hold my hold my mirror, Jerome. Hold my mirror. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be the backs for uh, Arizona, and that's good because CJ is is your slasher, your dasher. David is more who can run the rock. Now, as long as Carson Palmer stays upright and healthy, Larry Fitzgerald will continue to be one of the best players at the wide receiver position. Going against a very so-so secondary of Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh's, I believe, is um, even though they lost Dick LeBlanc, I believe they're in the top 10 defenses, but Arizona is a monster. They are a monster, offensively and defensively. So I look for Arizona to come in with Bruce Arings to prove a point. Um, now, the defense of Arizona versus the offense of Pittsburgh. Michael Vick used his legs in that last game, the last quarter of uh, that Pittsburgh-San Diego game. I look for him to do it a lot more in this game to loosen up the defense. Antonio Brown was not targeted in the second half of that game. That, my friends, is a mistake. But you did notice that Marcus Wheaton got that long touchdown. Martavius Bryant returns this week. Um, Hopefully his knee is all okay. It was so bad they had to sit out a week. I don't know. I'm not going to take the chances on a bad wheel. But you got to give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. That's what Mike Tomlin said. You got to give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. How will Le'Veon do against this Arizona run defense, which is kind of stout? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. If Arizona comes out firing and they get up early on on Pittsburgh, there are going to be a lot of Vic haters running around Monday morning because I think Cincinnati – not Cincinnati. I think Arizona will beat Pittsburgh – um, but we shall see. JT, take it away. One of the things that um, I don't know if anybody's heard the, heard the song. Remember the name? Um, that's what Antonio Brown is telling Michael Vick. Remember my name. Um, his his I think his average was five catches and forty to fifty yards a game. He hasn't done it in the last two games. He's went to the media. And publicly, for the most part, called out Michael Vick and said, Pat, get me the damn ball. Um, And this is not the first wide receiver that's done it. Sammy Watkins said it. I'm trying to think who else said it. Give me the damn ball. Roddy White said it. Give me the damn ball. Um, The Divas wide receivers want the ball, Um, especially the ones that are fighting for their careers or fighting for a new contract. Uh, And – Antonio Brown owners are crying because the fact is is, as inaccurate as Michael Vick is and because of the coverage that rolls to Antonio Brown and makes it difficult for that hookup to take place. Uh, Stay patient. The only way this is going to get resolved is when Ben Roethlisberger comes back. I don't think Antonio Brown is effective in this game. Um, One of my 
worst calls um, was saying DeMarco Murray uh, was going to be the number one running back. One of my best yeah. calls, and and, and I'm 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 have to apologize to to the man himself, Carson Palmer, because I'm ha- I had him ranked number twentieth in my rankings. And you're doing a uh, lot of apologizing today. Well, I, 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 when I, I call it like I see him, I call it like I see him. I, but I did pump up, and I did tell you that um, he would be a steal in the draft. I got him in the twelfth round, uh, and it quite quite naturally, I got him in a lot of rounds. I mean, I got him in, in very late rounds in a lot of my drafts because no one gave Carson Palmer the respect that he deserves. He's in that Bruce Arian offense. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in the National Football League. And Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, and now because he's getting a lot healthier, Michael Floyd are going to benefit from the play of Carson Palmer. Um, a lot of people are talking about Carson Palmer quite naturally. I've been talking about him, and Vic, you know this, for quite a while, including last year before he got hurt. Um, and right now. That, uh, in, in Bruce Arians' offense, you see what Andrew Luck did when Bruce Arians was with uh, um, uh, the Colts. You saw with um, the Ben Roethlisberger before Todd Haley took over, Bruce Arians was, was there and brought the best out of Ben Roethlisberger in the passing game. Well, he's got the head coaching job in the Arizona. I like Arizona against Pittsburgh in here. Um, I, don't, I think it's going to be a very interesting game, even though it's played in Pittsburgh. Um, Arian, roots, one of his roots is in Pittsburgh, and I think he wants to prove a point in going back with, with the team that he has on both sides of the ball, the defense and the offense. Um, I like Arizona in this game. All right, let's go to the next one. Miami to Tennessee. I'm not too uh, impressed with this game. You have the interim coach for Miami uh, over a team that's woefully, and I mean woefully, underperforming. Even though Ryan Tannehill has found uh, Landry a lot and made Landry fantasy value uh, rise, Lamar Miller has done nothing, and I'm surprised they're sticking with him. Um, that defense supposedly was going to be one of the best ones in the NFL. When you add in Dominican Sue, you got Cameron Wake, who hasn't done anything. Um, Briere, I can't, I can't get his name right. The other DN, uh, Jelani Jenkins, and all these other folks. It's amazing to me how Miami has just – you know, de-evolved into uh, an afterthought with their gameplay. Um, you know, they go to London and they don't do well there. They get shellacked. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they come back home. They're hosting. Um, excuse me. They're on the road to Tennessee with Mariota, who didn't look good last week either. So, you know, Tennessee's not a world beater. Neither is Miami. But for some reason, I think the firing of Joe Philbin ignited this team, and now they're going to let all their potential come out. And uh, I I think Miami's going to go on a tear. So I want to pick Miami to beat Tennessee and Marcus Mariota in this game. Wow. 
Wow, I'm impressed, man. I thought you would be jumping on the Tennessee Marcus Mariota bandwagon since you despise uh, uh, James Winston James. so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, you got Joe Philbin, who was replaced by the tight end coach, Dan Campbell. Uh, Kevin Coyle, who a lot of players on the defensive side of the ball did not like at all um, um, and didn't really respect. And that's the key. You don't have to like the coach, but you got to respect them. And they, I get, they didn't respect them. And um, uh, so quite naturally, they didn't really play that hard for him. Um, and that, he, that he got replaced. And also they brought in a, um, a, a consultant, Bill Lazor, who, who um, excuse me, um, Al Saunders, was brought in as an offensive consultant. Now, they went off a bye. Um, Dan Campbell, uh, in, in that bye, wanted to practice the first practice. He, he he brought in the um, Oklahoma drill, which is usually reserved for um, uh, training camp, uh, to to fire up and and wake this team up. You know what, Vic? I I agree with you. I think uh, um, this team is. I think it's going to play inspired football. Um, I think they're going to be running the football a lot more. Those Lamar Miller owners who've who've stuck stuck with him, they they plan on giving him the ball more rushing the ball and in the passing game that was the plan originally i don't know why philbin never went and, and did it uh but i think the philosophy is um to run the football and to play stout defense so with the changes that have taken place and with a chance for them to do uh, uh uh flip the script in the uh bye week uh I, I like my, Miami to, to come back and, and beat uh, Tennessee, even though it's played in Tennessee. Let's move on to the next game where Carolina mm-hmm. travels to Seattle. Now, Seattle, they finally got Jimmy Graham in the end zone. Didn't get many touches for Jimmy Graham, but finally got him in the end zone. Doug Baldwin a couple weeks ago asked for the ball as well, um, but he's not going to get as much. I, I'm telling you, I don't know why Russell keeps throwing to Luke Wilson at tight end and not Jimmy Graham, but Wilson keeps outperforming uh, Jimmy that you might even consider wanting to get Luke Wilson at some point if you're in need of a uh, tight end for a bye week in Seattle's playing. But at the same time, at home, Seattle is one of the best teams in the NFL. Carolina's one of the worst road teams. Um, Luke Coochley looks to return, but so does Marshawn Lynch, and that's going to be a collision. Um, now, Coochley would then match up against uh, the tight end. I can't even think of the daggone tight end right now. Um, Jimmy Graham. Greg Olson? Greg, no, no, no. Greg Olson? Jimmy Graham. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, yeah. Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Chancellor would most likely, if they do go – man defense, which is rare for Seattle, by the way. It's very rare. Um, what match up against Jimmy Graham, they're about the same height, but Jimmy Graham is more athletic. Last time these two teams played, Cam Chancellor took the ball to the house. Cam, Cam Chancellor against Greg Olson. You yeah, I'm Jimmy sorry. Graham. Thank you. Yeah, game. I apologize. I apologize. Um, last time these two teams played, Cam Chancellor took the ball to the house. For a touchdown to win the game off of an interception from Cam Newton. Now, I'm not too high on Carolina because of their lack of running game. They stuck with uh, Jonathan Stewart, 
and he hasn't done anything. Um, their receivers suck, mainly because Kelvin Benjamin's been gone. Devin Funches has not stepped up and proven that he belongs in the NFL. Um, I got to pick Seattle at home for this one. Go ahead, JT. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? Um, Carolina usually plays, usually plays, and, and it, it, I think their style it gives uh, Seattle a difficult time. Even though they, they beat Carolina, I'm talking about Seattle, in the divisional uh, playoff, um, during the divisional round of the playoffs last year, um, they barely beat them um, uh, in the regular season. Uh, only thirteen to nine, and but that was in Carolina. Um, but I think their style of play, like I said, uh, the defense versus the offense of Seattle and the defense of Carolina, um, and the uh, weakness of the Seattle offensive line gives uh, Seattle fits. Uh, I, I still have to go with Seattle winning this game because it's played in Seattle and it's very difficult if you don't have a um, any uh, uh, decent offense, <clears throat> especially wide receivers, uh, to go against Seattle, uh, and especially a running game, which is uh, suspect. So I have to go with Seattle, even though I think it's going to be a little closer than most people think. Okay. Uh, we got four games, eight minutes. Let's throw them. San Diego okay. goes to Green Bay. Uh, Devontae Adams might play in this game. Eddie Lacy, I believe. Well, Eddie Lacy, I believe, is going to be a monster versus that San Diego defense because San Diego's strongest suit right now is their secondary. Eric Weddle in them um, found his best friend again, Antonio Gates, the ageless one. Yes, hit him twice last week. I think he'll be able to hit him again versus Green Bay. Um, now, this is, I think, going to be a very, very good game. Uh, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers can outdo Phillip Rivers in this matchup. I think he can. Um, but I think Ty Montgomery you know, gets in the end zone again. He only gets like one or two uh, receptions, but he's getting a touchdown in the games that he's you know, seeing time in. So with that being said, it's not going to be an easy game. It's not. Melvin Gordon should find room. He should. If he does, great. If he doesn't, well, it's been that way for him for a while. Um, but I'm going to pick Green Bay to win this game. Go ahead, JT. All right. Okay. Uh, Green Bay, top five against the uh, quarterback and wide receiver. Middle of the pack against running back and pre- 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 me, preventing fantasy points. On, on the other side, um, San Diego is top Ten against the wide receiver and quarterback in preventing fantasy points, and next to last in preventing fantasy points in in the running back position. So what's Green Bay going to do? They're going to try to run the ball. And uh, uh, Eddie Lacy owners have been screaming for him to do something. This is the the the, this is the day. I should say this is the game he does it against a a very poor run defense in, in, in San Diego. Um, they're going to try to showcase Eddie Lacy and then hit hit him with splash plays um, in the uh, uh, passing game. Uh, Philip Rivers is going to have to play catch up, uh, which is going to fall right into that underrated Green Bay defense, who is uh, 
top 15, top 15 in preventing points, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or tight end. They're top 15. Uh, so this is an underrated Green Bay defense that's going to give Phillip Rivers fits on the road in Green Bay. I like Green Bay big in this game. Well, with that being said, I don't think they're going to win big, but I think they'll win. Let's move on, Baltimore, San Francisco. Uh, Torrey Smith, as well as Anquan Bolden, um, get to play their old ball coach in Mr. Harbaugh. Now, the game's being played in San Francisco. Carlos Hyde had a decent game last week, uh, and so did uh, Anquan Bolden. Mr. Smith did not. He had a decent game, but not a a good game. I think uh, Anquan went over 100, and uh, Carlos Hyde hit the end zone twice. Now, here's the deal. If Steve Smith plays in this game, I think Baltimore has a good shot at winning. If he doesn't, I think San Fran has to run the ball over and over. I mean, just make it so boring that the the Denver, not the Denver, the Baltimore defense becomes a catching mitt. What I mean by that is they're going to have to catch every blow that Carlos Hyde gives as he runs the rock. He's a big kid who can run very, very hard. With the um, with that being said. If they go back to ball control offense, San Fran wins this game. Justin Forsett is not a a foregone conclusion to play in this game. He's not. There's a chance that he will, but there's also a chance that he won't. Um, I don't like the makeup of uh, Baltimore at all. I've got to go with San Francisco in this game. Go ahead, JT. Both these teams, absolutely, defenses stink. Both these teams' defenses stink. I'm thinking somebody's going to win this game in the high 20s. So, in my say, my thinking, shootout. Somebody's going to win this game in the high 20s, but neither team can stop each other because of bad, how bad their defenses are. Um, so, I like the home team um, to pick up another win here. Uh, and I'm talking about San Francisco. Let's move on to the flake gate where uh, Mr. Jackson has said he wants the football from the flake gate. Why? I don't know. Is he fueling the fire and stoking the flames? Tom Brady is going to probably try to massacre Indi- Indianapolis in this game. Andrew Luck looks to return after a couple-week absence. That, is, that bowls well for T.Y. It bowls well for Moncrief. Does not bowl well for Andre Johnson and Frank Gore. Even though, I think if you run Frank Gore over and over again, that'll help you in this game. Um, but I do believe that the Patriots are looking for blood as they head to Indianapolis. Um, play Tom Brady. Just play him. Gronk should have a, have a decent game because Jackson cannot cover the tight end whatsoever. Um, LeGarrette Blunt and Lewis, not too fond of them right now. That's just not. But I will say this. Indianapolis needs to win this game. They need to win this game. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if some trick plays are, are made and utilized, but it's going to be tough. 
I do not like Green Bay at all, and I, I'll admit that. But you mean I mean Green think, Bay. I mean not Green Bay. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I don't like the Patriots at all. Okay. But but I do believe that uh, Brady, the Brady bunch, throws up a fifty. They throw up a fifty burger on Indy. I really think so. Go nope. ahead, JT. I think I think it's going to be in the high thirties, but they win the game. Um, and and that's, I what what more do I need to say? They win the game. Well, maybe some analysis, but last game and the last minute of the live air um, show, live aired show. It's that's the New York Giants to. traveling to Philly. Uh, this is a game that I can see going both ways. You know what? New York has been dominant like for three quarters, and then for the fourth quarter, for whatever reason, they just fall apart. Um, you can't do that versus this Philly team. They gave DeMarco the ball 20 times last week. He did very well. Um, kept the ball out of uh, Matthews' hands, even though Matthews scored on a long touchdown and uh, some other stuff. He had some decent points fantasy-wise. I think Philly defeats um, the Giants at home. I really think they do. Uh, Giants are, are needing a wide receiver. They they really – I don't know if Odell's going to play with that messed up hamstring or not, but they need a wide receiver. I've got Philly winning this game. Go ahead, JT. Uh, I think some, whoever wins in a high – whoever scores in a hard – not wins. Whoever scores in a high 20s wins this game. Um, and I think the Giants – Pulled it out last week. They're not going to pull it out this week. I like Philly in this game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that ends our uh, show today. We tried to give you some fantasy advice as well as um, game advice for the you know betting or whatever it is you're going to do. But with that being said, tune in tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Master Plan as JT sure. gives you his tips and credits your fantasy day. Uh, maybe he's going to give you his DraftKings bonus players or his FanDuel bonus players. I don't know. Both of those folks sponsor us. Let's get some money, hopefully. Uh, but what do you got to say, JT, before I let the folks go? And I go to tune sleep. In next, tune in tomorrow. Um, be there at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, hour and a half show. We break down every team and every player that I think is going to be a bud and some of them that's going to be duds. All right, with that being said, catch that show along with FSP Crew Show every Thursday. And this Friday marks the return of the Mac. Return of the Mac once again. Oh return of the Mac. I'm just saying, that's, <laughs> that's the song. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the song. Isn't that the song? Return of the Man. Never mind. I'm, the song Return of the Mac. Return I have the Mac. no Return of the Mac. What are you talking about, man? I forgot who sings it, but it's Return of the Mac once again. Return of the Mac. It's one of your old songs. I you know, know you are. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> I told you before, Pookie. You need to get more rest. Really? You need to get more Dude. rest, Pookie, and, and stay off the pipe. That's the key. You know stay what? off the pipe. Hey. Stay off the hey, pipe. You know what? Papa Smurf, be quiet. Grow a couple inches. 
All right, I gotta let you go because I'm about to go snore. My, I'm about to go snoring. Okay, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, be quiet. I gotta tell my guy JT, I'm out of here. I appreciate him along with uh, everybody else. Have a good day as I enjoy the rest of my night. We are out of here. Fantasy sports and politics. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got your little views, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy sports.